Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 180 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. I ain't gonna waste y'all time. Happy Monday. Let's jump right into it, man. So, over the weekend, we saw Canelo Alvarez versus Dimitri Bivol. And if you did not know Dimitri Bivol's name, you sure do know it now. Because this man got in the ring with the undisputed king of the ring right now the number one in the sport canelo hold on saul canelo alvarez he got in there with him with no fear in his heart he said i feel god mother rush you know what i'm saying he don't fear nobody he got in there he looked like a boxing machine Dimitri Bivol got in that ring. He looked like Dolph Lundgren and Rocky. He just looked scary in there, man. At no point in that fight did he look worried. None. He looked confident the whole time. He walked Canelo down. I have never seen. Even when Canelo lost, which he has not lost. Bro, the last time Canelo Alvarez lost a fight. I was a sophomore in high school. Do you guys know where you were in September 2013? Think about that. That was the last time that man lost. Think about what the world looked like, what the, the sports looked like, what the music game looked like. That was the last time that man lost. And he just lost Saturday night for the uh, second time in his career. We have got to give Dimitri Bivol all of the credit. You cannot give uh, Canelo Alvarez credit for losing. You cannot say why he lost. He didn't do this. This is not. No, I'll talk about the weight and everything later. But right now, I want to give Dimitri Bivol his credit, his flowers, because he deserves it. Imagine you are, let's say, the top of your class, right? Say you're the top of the class. Or you're the you're the spelling bee champ. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, say you're the spelling bee champ. Right. You're the fifth grade spelling bee champ. Let's take it back to elementary school. You're the fifth grade spelling bee champ. You are basically a killer in the bee. You are the best speller in the fifth grade. Nobody in the fifth grade can outspell you. Then one day. A second grader comes up and says, I can beat this fifth grader in the spelling bee. The second grader is spelling above grade level. He's outspelled all the second graders. He's outspelled all the third graders. He even outspelled all the fourth graders. And he wants to come up against you. And outspell you. 
Wow. Now you got to look around. You're looking at your classmates. Susie in the back. Matt in the front. They looking at you like, hey, what you going to do? You going to let this kid, you going to let this kid outspell you? He can't do that to you. No. He can't do that to you. You got to defend your home. You got you to gotta let him know, hey, this is fifth grade, buddy. We got big words up here. We about to go to middle school. If I wanted to spell a sixth grade, I could do it. But I'm choosing to stay here in fifth grade because this is home for me. And you little boy, you little body, you coming up here. No. So what you do? Boom, you shut him down. That's what happened Saturday night. Canelo Alvarez is a smaller man. Five, seven, five, eight. He's fought at 147, 154, 160, um, 168. That is home for him. 160 to 168 is home. But he got in the ring with an undefeated champion at 175. At 175, light heavyweight. This guy could go up to cruiserweight or he could go up to heavyweight and still have success. So this was home for him. People were calling it upset. No, 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 no. People were upset. I, if I put money on this fight, I would have been upset. But Canelo Alvarez in this fight, he was not upset. He didn't get upset. This was not some 80 to 1 type of odds. And if they were, I don't know why. I understand watching Canelo run through 168. A, a generational run to become undisputed champ at 168. But that is 168. He only fought at 175 one time prior to this fight. And that was three years ago against Sergey Kovalev, who is not, who was not in his prime like Dimitri Bivol was. If you go back and watch that fight, and you can compare it to this one, it was kind of similar. Going into those championship rounds, I was a little concerned about what would have happened if that fight went to the scorecards. It just felt like Canelo could never figure out Kovalev, not figure him out, but how can I get this big man to feel me? That's what it felt like during that fight. I got to get inside. How can I, how can I figure this out? This guy is huge. Finally got him tired and knocked him out in the 11th round. Boom, cool. You won at 175. You captured the belt at 175. Get the hell out of that division. Do not go back up there. I tweeted this. I tweeted it right after that fight. November 3rd, 2019. I said, Canelo Alvarez has no business at 175. Do not go back up there. 160, 168 is home. He runs through 168. Canelo Alvarez being... That champion, I got to make history mindset. What does he do? Yo, I'm going back up to 175. I'm going to do it again. But this time, I'm going up against a young, uh, a prime, undefeated champion and Dimitri Bivol. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going up there and fighting a bump. I'm not having no tune-up fight. No, 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 no. I want the champ. And that's what he did. Could this have been a case of he bit off more than he can chew? Maybe. Did he make did he underestimate before? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. 
None of it mattered to Bivol. Bro, I, even in the Floyd fight, Floyd took Canelo to school, made him look silly. But I have never seen anybody get in there and out physical that man. He grown man, little boy, bully. He took Canelo's lunch money. The highlights don't do it justice, man. If you see highlights on Instagram or Twitter, they don't do it justice. And I know Bleacher Report and ESPN really didn't tweet out the highlights highlights round by round. They usually don't. But Bleacher Report, <clears throat> they posted Canelo, you know, taunting him and telling him to come on. I think this was like the fourth or fifth round. I can't remember. And, you know, try to make a joke out of it. But the zone posted highlights. They'll show you. I think that what's on the zone is the clips of Bivol getting his combos off, backing Canelo into the corner, getting his combos off there. But if you didn't watch the fight or haven't seen the fight yet, let me tell you what happened. Dimitri Bivol walked Canelo down. He walked forward. He had a stiff jab that he worked behind. A high, tight guard. I mean a tight guard. He wasn't going to let Canelo do anything. Yo, you're not chopping me up. You're not taking my head off. I'm not, not tonight. Not tonight. This is a fortress. I'm not, let, I'm not letting you in here. Not tonight. Not only did he do that, kept his guard high, kept it tight, defended himself well. A part of his defense was also moving. He never stayed on the ropes for too long. If Canelo got him on the ropes, what did he do? He circled back to the middle of the ring. This is where we fight in this fight at. If I want to be on the ropes, if I want to be in the corner, you're gonna be your backs are gonna be up against him. I'm not. Our fight tonight is gonna be in the center of the ring. Bivol made that his fight early. And I wish I would have scored the fight. Because with my eyes, maybe the early rounds before Bivol got rolling, rolling. But Canelo Alvarez's best round was the ninth round. And I didn't see anything prior to. And when that ninth round came, it reminded me of the Kovalev fight because he didn't get him till late. I'm like, okay, maybe he'll turn it around here and he can close the show with a knockout. Maybe he gets comfortable here. Maybe he's finally got in. No. <laughs> no. No. That, no. Bivol, Bivol shut that right down. I mean, he shut it right down. He said, no, 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 no. I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> Not tonight. Not tonight. So you look at that ninth round. You look at the CompuBox numbers in that ninth round. At that point, that was how Canelo's highest landed rate. He landed 10 punches. That was the first time in the entire fight he landed more than single-digit punches. And still got outscored 12 to 10. But that was his best round. And then what happened in the 10th? Four punches landed. 
Eleventh, he he landed twelve and eleventh. How many did Bivol land? Eighteen. How many landed the twelfth? Eighteen. Now between eleventh and twelfth round, I thought Canelo was about to go out. I thought he was going down. I thought we was about to see the what we had never thought or dreamed we would see. And I, boy, I wasn't gonna get on Twitter. I was gonna just shut it down for the week. I do. I didn't want to see that. But I'm glad, you know, his chin withstood that. And Duvall couldn't really close the show, but he closed the show on the cards. If Canelo would have kept that momentum going into the championship rounds and was able to, you know, work his uppercut, you know, keep finding a home for that uppercut or any of his punches, because none of his punches were landing clean. None of them. None of them. He he tried that that, that that strategy of beating the arms up and, and trying to bruise the arms and maybe he'll drop the guard. Bro, it's 175. You're not going up a, a, against a taller opponent at 168. Bro, it's 175. What you're throwing at their arms, they felt that already. They felt that at 175 against bigger dudes. Your power at 168 on those arms are not your power at 175. You cannot break them down like that. All your punches should have been going to the body. Not his arms, not the side, not the shoulder. No, the body. That was the only way he was going to feel you, bro. He was not going to feel you on his arms. No, you have to put water in that basement and try to chop the bottom chop the bottom down when the head would fall. That didn't... It didn't happen, but you couldn't even do that because you couldn't get inside. You could not get behind that stiff, long jab that he was throwing out the edge. Before, I had a hell of a fight, man. You guys are giving too much credit to Canelo for losing. And I get it. You have not really seen this before. You, you, you probably still can't process what you saw. But if he would have turned it around in the ninth, they probably would have scored it a draw or given him the fight. And if they would have scored it a draw, I would have been pissed because he lost that fight. It was a blowout. If I would have scored it, if I can if I'm thinking back, it would have probably have been 9 to 3, 10 to 2. Like honestly, the only round I can say Canelo won convincingly was the ninth. Maybe maybe in the earlier rounds, like the second or third. Maybe the second, third, and ninth were his rounds where he won. But that fight, they scored it 115 to 113. I don't know what fight they were seeing. Maybe they were watching a fight. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was um, another Canelo and Bivol fight in the multiverse that was better than this one. Maybe it was closer in, in some alternate uh reality but in this reality here today no no canelo got his ass whooped point blank man we got to be real with ourselves here people we got to be real with what we saw we saw a bigger man fight his fight and bully the little man that's there are weight classes for a reason i am not saying that canelo can't do this i'm not I'm never going to tell somebody they can't do something. But am I going to suggest that you shouldn't? Absolutely. I suggest that Canelo Alvarez not go back up to 175 because that's not home for you. That's not. Where did you just unify at? Where did you just become the undisputed champion at? 
168. That's home. That's home. And I thought it was crazy when he revoked, when he invoked, you know, talking about the rematch. Because financially, yeah, it's going to be a big, another big payday for Bivol. Hell yeah. But Bivol could go fight bigger and better, man. Not bigger and better in the sense that they're going to be bigger. I mean, going to be better than Canelo Alvarez. No, bigger meaning there are big fights to be made at 175 just because these guys have titles and these guys can go bang. But will that be the glitz and glamour? I don't know. Bivol could become a, a household name in the States now. If he goes up there, you know, stays at 175, keeps fighting guys and collecting belts. Who knows? But the payday. The big money, the pay-per-view money, is in the Canelo Alvarez rematch. It is. Now, if I'm looking from Canelo Alvarez's perspective, I have to say I respect the hell of Canelo, Canelo for doing this because there are guys in the sport now and guys who are in the sport then who would not have taken a risk like this? They would. So I respect the hell out of Canelo Alvarez for taking the risk he's taking. You can't be mad at him. He just had to bite that bullet Saturday night. Reality hit. This is not where you belong. Take the L, move on, go back down. That's it. I can't be mad at him for that. Now, you want the rematch? Cool. You want the rematch. Rematch. There was a tweet I saw after the fight. The tweet was so good, made me follow the uh, the gentleman who who got it off. I had to because it was a hell of a tweet, and it made a lot of sense. And I don't think a lot of people think like this, or you know, understand this uh, the sentiment. But here's what the tweet says. This was in uh, response to um, Atrum saying, you know, they were running back. He says, quote, never losing became a standard. Uh, being a standard is a relatively new phenomenon. Driving by promoters and ducking opponents. Avenging a loss has historically produced some of the greatest boxing in history. That was the tweet of the night, man. That was the tweet of the night. You think about, oh, somebody's O has to go. And Floyd being, you know, having a perfect record. But. Everything is circumstantial. I'm not. I, you guys know I love Floyd, but come on. Think about when he fought these guys. Were they in their best, their peak? No. 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 His last real boxing match, not the McGregor one, was against Andre Berto at the end of his rope. Did you watch that fight? Probably not. I sure as hell didn't. Guys, like, <laughs> so we've we've put undefeated and greatness. You know, they don't equal each other. I don't think they equal each other. And people want you to lose and move on, and and not try to get. But why not get your look back? Why not try again? Why not? What if he goes makes adjustments? Now after the fight, I'm like, 
I was like, bro, no, you can't get bigger. You can't get no, no. But you can't go in there with a different strategy. If you go in there and try to outbox him, you may win. You may even knock him down. You might knock him out. Who knows what Canelo learned from this fight, what he could take taken away from it, and what he can go put into a, a new camp and, and into the rematch, which will probably be, probably be where are we at? May, June, July, August, maybe in September, five months from now. Um, I mean, four months from now. I respect Canelo for trying. And I don't think this has a big impact on his legacy and what he's done in the sport. I mean, come on. It's only his second loss. He's 57-2-2. Prior to this, his only loss was to Floyd Mayweather. He's beaten... I'll tell you what. Nobody today... Has a resume like this. Nobody's resume is touching his. Nobody's. Nobody's. Not at all. Come on, man. He's beating Shane Mosley, Jose Cito Lopez, Austin Trout, Eris Landy Lara, Alfredo Angulo, James Kirkland, Miguel Cotto, Amir Khan, Liam Smith, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., Triple G, Daniel Jacobs, Amir Khan. Sergey Kovalev, Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant. Like, bro, he became the undisputed champion in less than a year at 168. Ran through that division. Went up there and took everything from everybody. Yo, you got a belt? I need that. Yo, you got a belt? I need that. Yo, you got two belts? I need that. That's what he did. And after the fight, I saw a lot of people calling out Triple G. I didn't see anybody calling Canelo out because people know. These guys know. Yo, if he goes back down, y'all not doing what, what uh, Dimitri Bivol just did. That's not happening. That's not happening. So in the grand scheme of things, his legacy is still intact, man. Undisputed at super middleweight. Unified champion at super, at super middleweight, middleweight, and super welterweight. He's done it all. And he's only about to be 32. He's done it all. I think that Canelo Alvarez's resume, uh, when he took these big fights and not being scared to challenge himself, and, and I mean, he has won a title at 175. He's went up there and, and gotten... He's beaten somebody at 175. He's done that, man. He's done it. He's done it. Like, his full resume, his accolades are crazy, man. They're nuts. They're nuts. So, for for one fight, one big fight up there, that this doesn't define him. This doesn't define him, man. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I, I, I just, I don't understand how people can, you know, but you know how people are. You know, you know what they'll do. They'll turn on you. They will. They'll turn on you. But, fam, look what he's done. 
WBA Super Welter, WBC Super Welter, WBO Super Welter, Ring Super Welter, WBA Middle, WBC Middle, IBF Middle, Ring Middle, WBA Super Middle, WBC Super Middle, IBF Super Middle, WBA, WBO Super Middle, Ring Super Middle, WBO Light Heavy. Don't get it twisted, man. Do not get it twisted. Don't, don't. Don't get it twisted. We know who the king is, man. We know who the king is. We know who the king is. He tweeted after the fight. Boxing is like that. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, but you're always with your head held high. I stay with the great fight that we offered to the people. We will fight again and we will win again. You you can't get mad at that, man. And then, of course, you know, people are going to troll. Yo, he lost. He's accepted that. He lost. I No excuses were made. Didn't talk about, oh, my hand hurt and I didn't feel good. Did. No excuses were made, bro. I couldn't. I can't. I cannot get mad at that. You have got to respect this man for what he did. Nobody is taking risks like this, man. Guys aren't even fighting each other in their own weight classes. But here we got this guy going up and fighting bigger opponents, champions. You got to respect that. I think Canelo Alvarez's legacy, when it's all said and done, because I mean, he has been doing this a long time now. He turned pro at 15. So he's been professional for 17 years, almost 17 years now. At 32 years old, which he's about to be, the next time he'll fight, he will be 32. Let's say he does get the rematch with Bivol. What's next for Canelo Alvarez? Does he stay at 175? Does he go back to 168 to defend his crown? And does he have anything left to prove? To some, he may. They want to see him against Charlo. Want to see him against Benavidez. Some people still want to see him against Triple G again. Why? I don't know. But to me, if Canelo Alvarez retired today, if he said, yo, I'm done, I think his legacy is one that will stand the test of time. I don't think that anybody after him, it's going to be a while, will come in the game the way he did and take on the best and, and take on you know these these challenges like bro he was so young when he got in there with Floyd I don't think we'll see anybody try that I don't think we'll see anybody that stands at 5758 five, go up and, and fight these fighters who are 6 and over 6 feet and over Smiley, like, he reminds me of Mike Tyson like Mike Tyson was always a smaller man. Mike Tyson was at heavyweight. So he was just a shorter man. He's the shorter and lighter man. And I think that's why Mike Tyson likes him so much. He reminds him of himself. But man, Canelo will bounce back. I this is obviously not the end of the road for him. I mean, it's only a, it's only his second loss. But the domino effect of this will be guys. Starting to think that they're 
better than him and they deserve to be number one on the pound for pound list let's 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 look at the pound for pound list i don't know when they adjusted but i know last month it was uh, a couple weeks ago it was canelo at number one errol spencer number two crawford at three um Inouye at four tyson fury at five lomachenko at six shakur stevenson at seven uh yusik in eight uh javante davis at nine josh taylor at ten Terrence Crawford tweets after the fight. I guess now we know who number one. It, it it's not you, buddy. You're not even better. You're not even the best in at one forty seven. So how are you gonna be the best in the world? Get a grip. Get a grip. I guess we know who number one now. Not you, my boy. Not you. If they decide to bump Canelo down, it's only gonna be the two. And it's going to be Errol Spence taking taking that spot. And that I will be, eh, I'll be fine with. I understand. You know, he is, you know, the guy at 147. He's undefeated. Cool. I get that. But uh, Terrence Crawford, you have no business uh, talking about that, buddy. No business. No business. No business. But I, to me, I, I still think it's Canelo. I don't think this loss should, you know, be a big a big negative to him or on him, a big knock on him um, at all, at all. Um, Let's see, let's see. What else, man? Uh, What else can we talk about? Um, Boxing, uh, boxing, uh, boxing wise. I'm sorry about that. Um, Let's look at the upcoming fights for the rest of the uh, summer. And then I should be able to get you guys out of here, man. Uh, let's see where we at with it, where we at with it. Alright, so where we at? May? Next big fight. Next two, we got two big ones. A couple big ones here. And, um, like when is the other Charlo fight? Is that not anytime soon? Is that July? Hold on. I'm reading, I'm reading, so bear with me. I'm not saying I can't read, I'm just saying I'm scrolling. Okay, yeah, Jamal, that's in June. Okay, so in May, here we are. We got this weekend, Jamal, Jamel Charlo, and uh, Brian Castaño, 12 rounds. This is for the WBC and IBF and WBA middleweight titles. And this is the undisputed uh, middleweight title fight. This is the second time they fought. I think the first one was a draw. Yeah. So they're running it back. And it's free. I think it's free on Showtime. I hope it is, but either way, I'll see it. Um, and then the 28th, the weekend after that, no, the weekend, not the weekend after that, the weekend after next, um, it'll be Javante Davis. Wow, I can't speak English. English. Javante Davis versus uh, Rolando Romero. Um, that's for another paper, paper title. Man, listen, the regular and the uh, super... I, uh, Y'all yeah, know I don't believe in all them belts, man. They're not real. They're not real. They're not real. But they'll be fighting. Now, in Australia on June 4th on ESPN, we got George Cambosos versus Devin Haney for the undisputed lightweight title. Now, this was a fight that could have been and should have been Loma's fight. But Loma said, hey, I'm going to stick it out here in my home country just in case they need me to get out there. All right? I ain't coming back to the States. I'm going to park it right here with me and the fam. And... I'll be back to the ring whenever. 
salute to Loma. So Devin Haney gets his shot for the undisputed uh, gold in uh, in Melbourne, Australia. Now, that's where George is from, and we know how sometimes those Australian judges can be. Remember when Jeff Horn took Manny Pacquiao down under? Came out with some gold. Hey, I'm not saying that the judges have already decided who's going to win this fight, whatever happens with it. I'm just saying that Devin Haney should go in with the mindset of, I need to knock this guy out. I don't need it to be decided by the judges. It doesn't even need to look close. You need to go in there and you need to go in there and knock his head off and then leave with the belts. I'm just I'm just saying. Um, then on July 23rd in Saudi Arabia, Saudi, blood money, Saudi, you already know. Um, on the zone, we got a title fight between uh, Alexander Yusik and Anthony Joshua. This is for uh, the three belts at heavyweight. Now, with Tyson Fury, um, everybody assumes, you know, thinks he's done and, you know, he's going to let the WBC belt go. Who would be in line for a shot at that? Deontay Wilder. Could we see Deontay Wilder? Because I truly believe that no other heavyweight could beat him. Could he be back in the mix? Could he be back in the mix? If, if Tyson Fury does give the WBC strap up, what if we get a Wilder fight at the end of the summer and, and possibly another another shot at him becoming an undisputed champion at once at, at, at uh, heavyweight? Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? But there is a chance. There is a chance. Um, other fights, like I said, we got um in June. Also in June. Where is it? Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. Back to that tank fight. That card, but that that card is gonna be awful. I feel bad for whoever bought a ticket. Well, people ain't gonna get there to the main event anyway. But Aaron Slender Laura, how is he still fighting? Never mind. I'm not going to do that. Um, June. Oh, damn. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where we get where we get a little confused is all the fights don't have to be big fights. There are there's going to be some good boxing in June. Um, we got a title fight: WBO Junior Featherweight Titles and WBC are on the line. We got Stephen Fulton versus um Daniel Roman. That's going to be in Minnesota. What the hell? Um, let's see who else. Oh, Nonito Donaire and Anui in June. Uh, this is on ESPN Plus. This is for the Bantamweight title fight. This is a unification bout. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be a hell of a fight. The little dudes, man, they be throwing hands, bro. Hands, hands. Um, what else we got going on? Any other names that I see? Okay, Edgar Berlanga versus. Okay, now Edgar Berlanga, you know he was the Berlanga. He's the knockout king, right? He's the guy who's supposed to be running through. He ain't knocked nobody out in a while, right? Things starting to get a little real, but he's fighting in New York on June eleventh. Um, who else we got? What else we got going on here? Any other good ones outside of? Okay, see, look, Arthur Beecher Beef, Beecher Beef, and Joe Smith Jr. Um, this is for the WBC and IBF lightweight heavyweight titles and the WBO heavyweight titles. So what we have here in June is a light heavyweight unification bout. The winner of that is probably going to want the winner of Bival and Canelo Alvarez. 
if Canelo gets back in there and does beat Bivol, he'll have an opportunity in early of 2023 to become an undisputed champion at 175. Wow. Okay. Okay, I get it. Now I get it. Now I get it. I get it. I get it because, see, and that's why I didn't understand the Triple G fight. I'm glad that's off the table now because if your goal was to become undisputed at 175, why would you wait? Why would you take, um, you know, time off going back down and then, okay. Okay. All right. All right. I get it. I see the vision. I see the vision, champ. All right. I ain't mad at you. All right. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll make sure I see that fight. Then same night uh, on Showtime, we got Jamal Charlo. You see, nobody's going to watch this fight because I don't even know who the hell this guy is. This guy doesn't even have a picture next to his face. I meant to say, I remember when I talked about this, when this, the, set, the schedule for the summer got released and this man didn't have a fight. Um, a fighter picture next to his name. Nobody's going to watch that. I'll be watching the unification bout on ESPN and ESPN+. Um, and I think that's all we got July. We got anything going on in July? Oh, yeah, that's the, the, the Joshua fight. So then we'll be waiting for the August, September, November, December fights to close the show. So here's what I'm looking for uh, to close the year. I would like to see Crawford and Spence finally do it. I would like to see, okay, give me, now that I know what I know, give me Bivol and give me Canelo 2 in September. Give me that. Um, Any other fights that can be made in the second half of the year? I don't know, man. I mean, I would like to see Dan, uh, I've got Dan Garcia back in the ring. That would be nice. Maybe see Keith Thurman back in the ring at welterweight. I don't know. But the rest of the summer is going to be interesting, though. A lot, a lot on the line for the rest of the summer. For sure, you know that their title fights, abundance of an abundance of them, um, a lot of implications. Damn, I can't speak English today. Y'all gotta forgive me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a loss. Um, Saturday night that still got me a little, you know, a little frazzled. But uh, hey, man, maybe the next fight will be. Ooh. Now, Bivol. Now, hold on. I didn't. Now, Bivol. Now, hold on now. Now, hold on, champ. He fell on himself a little too much. He said maybe the next fight will be at super middleweight. No, it won't. It won't be. Because that's. Nah. 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 But he see the vision now. He see the money. Now his eyes have turned into dollar signs. And I respect that. But no, no, champ. That's um, that ain't it. The Canelo, he not looking to do that. He he wants to fight you for that belt at Jivoy class, so he can come up and get it. All right. He he trying to be undisputed up there. I see the vision, but I I see your vision as well. But your vision ain't as clear. Your vision ain't as clear as his. You can't outvision the visionary. Understand what I'm saying? You can't do that. It, 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 it's just that's just not how, how things go um but uh yeah man i'm gonna get y'all out of here man happy monday thank you for listening um i'll be back electrified vision wednesday and then another episode of electrified on uh, 
Thursday. So that's how the week will, uh, you know, the rest of the rest of the week will go. Um, make sure you tune in to everything, man. I appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you listen, retweet, like, follow me on social media, all that good stuff. Um, and for the 180th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.